She worried about Kevin. He was grumbling because he was still picking up towels and taking the bookings at the sports club. He thought he should have been made a trainee manager by now. Molly worried about Lily, too. She worked far too hard, endless hours at a telesales centre, so that she could pay for further model training courses. She was thinner than ever and ate practically nothing at home. Of course, she said that they had huge lunches in the office, which was odd, as Molly didn't think they had a kitchen there. But then Lily wouldn't say it unless it was true. And as for Michael, well, he was a worry from dawn till dusk. His teachers said that he would barely be able to read by the time he left school. He had no interest in any subject. His future looked very bleak indeed though it was always consoling to think about little Star with her eager face. Star who had never caused any trouble to anyone. Star wore Lily's old clothes with pleasure, and even the t-shirts of the two boys. She didn't ask for anything new. At school they said she didn't find the work easy and was always very anxious if asked to read or recite a poem. She was a kind child, they said, and if anyone else fell in the playground or got sick, Star Sullivan was always there to help. Maybe she might be a nurse one day, suggested Miss Casey, one of the teachers. Molly was pleased. It would be lovely to have a nurse in the family, after the two dreamers who thought they were going to run a sports club or parade down a catwalk, and Michael, who might well end up in jail. She said that Star would make some man a terrific wife, because she was so interested in things instead of just sighing and shrugging her shoulders like the rest of the family. He would explain the odds to her, and the difference it made if the going was hard or soft, and the weights the jockeys had added, and how to do an accumulator or a Yankee. She would ask bright questions, too, and once or twice had prevented him from doing something foolish. Only once or twice, Molly had said, wearily. That's what I mean. Shay said. She doesn't make bitter, harsh remarks like you do, like everyone else does. She's a little treasure, Star is. And Kevin never said a word against her. She helped him clean his shoes and asked all about the people who came to use the fitness machines in the gym. And she never took any of Lily's things, just admired them. She never told her mother that Lily stuffed uneaten food in the back of the dressing table drawers in the room they shared. Even Michael had a soft spot for Star. She didn't carry horrible news back from school about him. In fact, she told her parents that he was getting on much better than he actually was, and sometimes she tried to help him with his homework, even though she was two years younger. So Star got to the grown-up age of thirteen, full of hope and dreams, and sure that the world could be all right if you just believed that it was. They didn't realise at home that this was the way she felt, because number 24 Chestnut Street was not a house where there was time for people to sit and think about the meaning of life. And there was always a drama, like when Molly had the money saved for a new washing machine and Shay put it all on a greyhound that was still hopping on three legs around Shelburne Park. Or the time when Lily had fainted at her telesales office and had been sent home with advice from a doctor that she'd take greater care of herself as she was starting to show signs of an eating disorder. 
are Kevin's latest row with his father about not having had enough money to send him to a proper private school where he could have learned P.E. And Michael was suspended from school for a whole term and was only taken back because Molly went to the head teacher and pleaded with him. At Star School, they were just relieved the star had a smile instead of the constant sulk and sneer that so many of the girls wore all day. Star did not have a pierced nose or lip, saving endless hours of argument. If someone was needed to help clean up the classroom, or put out the chairs, or change the water in the flower vases, Star would do it without a seven-minute protest, which the teachers would get from the rest of the class. When Molly came in on the parent-teacher days, they told her that Star was a great girl, no trouble at all, which Molly knew already. Star wanted to be a nurse, and the teachers would say, sure, she would be a wonderful nurse, and with a little extra help, there was no reason why she couldn't do that. Was there a chance she could have private teaching?